0: Hello. You're listening to the OK Cool Podcast with me, Brian Chang. This is episode uh, 15 February, 2016. You're listening to the OK Cool Podcast, the podcast that nobody is listening to. So why are you? Thank you for listening. I did it three in a row. You didn't think it would happen, but it did. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a really cold week in New York. This week, I mean, record cold. Um, it's minus 16 degrees Celsius right now, which is... I think it's the coldest I've ever been in. I mean, last week, I, I went to Omaha. Okay, where do I start with this? I, I went to Omaha this week for the first time, and that I thought that was the coldest I've ever been because there was snow, and it was very cold, but... Minus 16 degrees Celsius in New York is officially the coldest I've ever been. My fingers feel like they're going to drop off if I s- stay outdoors for longer than 20 minutes. That's 15 degrees Celsius. And I don't know how many degrees Fahrenheit it is because Fahrenheit is dumb. Okay? I said it. Fahrenheit is dumb. Human beings, we think in base number 10. 10, 20, 30. Okay? So we go 0 10, 20, 30, 40 Up to 100 That makes sense That's a scale that makes sense Fahrenheit doesn't make any sense Okay Like in Celsius The freezing point is 0 The boiling point is 100 It's very simple We can understand immediately Nobody knows what the boiling point in Fahrenheit is I think it's like two, one, two. Talk about pulling an arbitrary number out of your butt. And I don't know what a freezing point is, but it's not even, like it's not, it doesn't scale to 100, so you can't even compare it to Celsius. So I have no idea what the temperature is in Fahrenheit, and that's too bad. That's just something I brought along with me from my Southeast Asian upbringing. The metric system. Everybody should use it. Okay? Oh. Okay. Okay, so I went to Omaha this week. Like I said, uh, it was cool. And by that, I mean cold, very cold. Um, it was cool. I'm trying to think of what I did in Omaha. I was doing a, f- I was doing a... F- um, went there for a field piece. I can't tell you anything I did there. Because that's against the rules. But can't tell you, I met, everyone in Omaha was really friendly, uh, except for, no, no, except for, someone had an opposing view to what I, to the piece I was doing, which would have been awesome if we could have gotten her to speak about her view, but her opposing view, but we couldn't get her on because she refused to have anything to do with us, <laughs> but uh, me and me and the film crew. But that's that's your prerogative, man. You don't have to be filmed. Um, I, wish, uh, it, I wish I could give you more details on what she said, but I can't without giving away the story. So I'll just skip that part of the trip. What else was there? We went to a nice French restaurant in Omaha. I think we went to the only French restaurant in Omaha. Uh, it was Ash Wednesday. The day before Ash, Ash Wednesday. So... People are going nuts because I guess Lent is when you're supposed to like restrict yourself from doing certain things. And so the day before Lent starts, everyone goes on a bender doing everything which they're not going to do for Lent. It creates a kind of mini carnival of sin, I guess. I don't know what it is. And um, I didn't know that people on Ash Wednesday put ash on their forehead. So I went back to the office on Wednesday and there's people who had stuff on their forehead and I kept pointing out to them like an asshole. Like, hey, you got some grease on your forehead there. And no one, no one told, no, they didn't even tell me, hey, it's because it's Ash Wednesday. They just said, yeah, I know, I know. And it took me like a couple hours for it to click in my head. Like, oh, it's Ash from Ash Wednesday. It's funny, I've never seen that before. I guess Australia is really secular. Um, sure so it's Singapore. Singapore is pretty secular. Or at least not super Christian. Yeah, they put ash in their forehead. It looks like grease. And if you point it out, you... Um, yeah, you just look stupid. No one made me feel stupid. I feel stupid in hindsight. Anyway. What else happened? Um, I'm, I have trouble thinking because it's like 3.40... 3.50 a.m. right now. I'm getting ready to get on a plane to go to New Mexico. And I wanted to f- record this before I left, so I don't have to bring all the equipment with me. But um, the downside to f- recording at four a.m. in the morning is your brain doesn't work. What else happened this week? Stuff happened this week. Come on, let me check my calendar. Oh, someone told me that they like the name, the new name of the podcast. Okay, cool. From um, the previous name, the Ron Effect, because apparently I was pronouncing it like the. Ron Ron is fat I don't know no. My pronunciation isn't great I'm working on it But you gotta understand This isn't just an accent This is also a speech impediment I, I have a speech impediment Yeah, I had to go for speech therapy So even if I didn't have the accent Some words would come off funny anyway the Accent doesn't help so. so I'm trying I'm trying to enunciate better And And um not mumble, and uh, not speed up. I tend to speed up when I near the end of the sentence. So I'm trying to get rid of all my uh, pronunciation bad habits, enunciation habits. Oh, my good friend Daniel Sloss from Scotland was in town. He came to do a show. Uh, he did an hour and a half at the Soho Playhouse in Manhattan, it was a great show. Uh, i Asked you guys to go watch it, but his runs run is already over, so kind of too late. But it was a great show. Something weird happened, and I don't want this to be a reflection on his show, because his show was great, and it was a packed house, and everybody loved it. But there was another show going on in the theater, and apparently they, one person watching the other show either had mental issues or didn't like the show, or maybe both. And they did a dirty protest. What a dirty protest is, is when they go to the toilet and then they like try to spread their shit, their, fe- their actual feces to as many places as possible. I know. It's disgusting and weird and gross. And I didn't even know that it happened so often that there's a term for it, dirty protest. Because first of all, yo, how much what what does you smearing your feces around prove to anyone other than that you are disgusting and possibly insane? Like you're not proving anything. You're punishing other people who are trying to use the toilet. So you're punishing the audience members. Second of all, um, at some point, if you're trying to spread your feces around, At some point, the joke's on you, okay? Because you're the one who's actually dealing with your own feces. Obviously, the poor cleaner has to go clean the place as well, which is also another reason why you shouldn't do it because it's inconsiderate. Because the person who suffers isn't... It's the venue. it's Not even the venue. It's the poor person on on the bottom of the hierarchy who has to clean all that stuff. But also, if you're holding your own feces and smearing around... You're also holding your own feces. That's, yeah, joke's on you, man. You're holding your own feces. I don't know what point you're trying to prove, but you, you smell like shit. You smell like your own shit. So it's dumb. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but yeah, great show by Daniel Sloss. And um, uh, I don't, uh, go check him out if you can, if he's in your neighborhood. He's a great act. Um, really funny guy. We hung out a little bit, went for lunch. Oh, so in Omaha, get this. I go, I'm, I'm on, I'm filming my, my sets, uh, filming my piece, right? And I brought along a comb that I think my grandfather gave me. I'm not sure because I just, I can't remember. But I feel, I'm, I am I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure he gave it to me. And I've kept it ever since as the only thing I have from him. It's my my mom my mom's dad, and I guess I believe it enough that it is, it was his comb that now it I guess it's essentially become his comb right because I associate him with the comb like my memories of him with the comb because I th- I at least I think he gave it to me. It's not like a special comb; it's just a plastic comb. It's not like a heirloom, I think he just happened to have it at a time, and then I needed a comb, and he gave it to me um anyway i was I brought the comb with me, and uh while I was on set, I dropped it somewhere I couldn't find it i spent so so I spent like two days calling up numbers looking for it. I couldn't find it and uh finally, I gave up, and the crew who was filming our set found it on the floor outside. The hotel, and uh, they gave it to the desk and then they called me and I went down to collect it so thanks to the crew I wish I could remember the company name, but the crew that helped us filmed it they they remembered I told them I was looking for my comb and so I found my my the, my granddad's comb or at least the comb I think my granddad gave me and I was consoling myself when I lost it. I just told myself like hey, you know first of all uh. Clearly, you didn't want it enough, or you wouldn't have dropped it, right? You would have kept better care of it. And second of all, uh, I don't like being too tied to possessions. You know, I don't want to. I don't want possessions to own me. I would rather own possessions. So I, I thought, uh, if I lost this one thing, I just, it's okay. I'll get over it. So I, I wasn't too hung up on it. But um, now that I found it again, I'm really happy. So I'm gonna take good care of it. I'm not even gonna take it with me on film shoots anymore. I'm gonna leave us home at home. It's gonna be the home comb. Yeah. What's this? I read about SoundCloud being in trouble. Trouble? Like they're losing money or something. They better not. They better not, they better not fold. Because I really like the interface. Also, I finally got some momentum on this podcast. Three podcasts strong. In succession. Um, yeah, I really like the interface. Like, I like I like how people can comment on like the specific part of the podcast. Um, I like how slick it looks. I like how easy it is to use. Very reasonably reasonably priced. Reasonably priced. Damn. Uh, Yeah, they're not even paying me to say this. So if you guys need uh, some sound solutions, sound storage solutions, I highly recommend SoundCloud. Very good value for money. And uh, they know what they're doing and their stuff just works fine. 4 a.m., I'm going to go straight on a plane here. I don't want to miss the plane either, so this might be a short one. I, don't know, I always feel with podcasts, I'd rather it be short and good, or at least not terrible, rather than just dragging out for an hour, right? People have such short attention spans these days anyway. I don't know how anyone watches anything on YouTube anymore that's longer than, than, than 20 seconds. No one has any patience, including myself. No patience for anything. It's terrible. What happened to us? I wish we all had a little bit more patience to let things develop. Yeah, if it's not good in the first 10 seconds, we kind of tune out. Which means that no one's listening to this podcast by this point because that first, how long has it been? I guess five minutes, eight, ten minutes? Yeah. Um, What was I going to talk about? Yeah, speaking of my accent, do you know some people started saying, I think someone told me that people were saying that I... I'm, make, I'm faking a Chinese accent on the show, on the daily show for some reason. are <laughs> like, why is this guy doing a fake Chinese accent? Well, I, sorry to say, uh, it's not a fake Chinese accent. This is just how I talk. Someone told me I sound like an Australian. I met this American girl when I was at the comedy cellar, just hanging out, and she was like, I didn't say, all I said was hi and some chit-chat, and she said, you're from... Are you from Australia? Because all I hear right now is Australian. I was like, wow, no one's really ever said that to me. That they hear Australian when I talk. I guess if you're not from Australia, I, sound, I might sound Australian. I don't know, I spent 10 years there. You figure I would sound a little bit Australian. But, uh, yeah, I never thought they would say... Yeah, she said Australian over anywhere from Asia, so... Look, I don't even know what my accent sounds like. I have no idea. First of all, you never know what your accent sounds like. Second of all, even you, if you have the self awareness to realize how you sound, it still doesn't mean you can like empathize with people who are hearing it for the first time because you've heard it most of your life, or at least you, you know, it's in your own head. Yeah, I hear Deadpool is really good. Someone told me. Dead, someone watched Deadpool. his parents watched Deadpool and told me it was great. Also, it has been doing really well, really well at the box office, which is great. Um, so I got to go check that out. Maybe I'll check it out in New Mexico. I'm going to New Mexico to film a little TV pilot with uh, Pajama Men. So that'll be fun. Pajama Men are like um, this American sketch duo who... Uh, very unique and very original And very funny I have no idea why they want me Involved in their project But they they, they were nice enough to ask me To come along And they're very big in the UK um, Fair to say Not as big, big in the US But in the UK They tour like theaters And Edinburgh They're like Edinburgh darlings Very, un- very unique act um, And very funny act What was I going to talk about? Yeah, I got interviewed recently by this Australian newspaper. And they said uh, they started off by asking me about The Daily Show, which is fine. Uh, my opinions on Donald Trump being in the news. And is this a golden age for satire in America? And I don't know. I guess it is kind of golden age. Because uh, it's a incumbent year. Oh, sorry, it's an election year presidential election year with no incumbent and the characters involved are crazy. Although the characters are always kind of crazy, but Donald Trump is probably crazier than most. But I said that too much Trump can be a bad thing because you can overdose on it, right? If every day on the show all we talk about is Donald Trump, it get pretty, stale pretty quickly. So, um, and then the conversation shifted to So why, what do you think about racial comedy and blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of really, really rejected the implication of that question. Sorry. So this interview was to promote my upcoming live shows in Melbourne, which I'm doing at Melbourne International Comedy Festival, 31st March and 1st April. Uh, Check the Melbourne Comedy Festival websites for tickets. I'm doing last year's show, but I'm going to add some new stuff in. So... Don't complain if you hear some old stuff. This isn't meant for people who saw it last year. This is meant for all the people who couldn't see it last year. Um uh, what was I talking about? Sorry, 4 a.m. brain. Uh Right. They asked me about racial comedy and I I don't know. I mean, I was answering the question as best I could, but I just really rejected the implication that All I do is racial comedy. Like, if you come watch my live show, I don't know, maybe maybe 10, 20% is about race. And the rest of it is personal experiences. Where, yes, I guess I experienced life as a Chinese person, but it's not like I'm bringing it up every every other joke. So I don't know. I guess when you sound and look like me, anything you do is just like a racial joke, right? Like if I talk about my parents, oh, it's ethnic comedy, ethnic Chinese comedy. He's talking about his parents. If I was white and talking about my parents, it wouldn't be ethnic. So I don't know. Anything I say, God forbid I mention being Chinese once in my stand-up act, and suddenly it's it's the ethnic comedian talking about being Chinese. So yeah, I mentioned it once. So, I don't know. My, my whole thing is um, I'll talk about race if it, com- if, if, if it comes up in my personal experiences. I think of something funny about it. But I'm not going to bring it up just for the sake of it. That's how I approach it. I don't want to do easy jokes. right? Easy racial jokes. Because that's what being a professional comedian is all about. Right, you do jokes that no one else could have think, thought of. If you're doing stuff that everyone on the street could have thought of, then what are you doing? You know, and racial jokes are kind of easy if you play to some stereotype. But, but you know, there's some stuff which involves race which um, I believe I can put a unique spin on, and I do it. And if not, I don't. That's my rule of thumb. How long has this been going on for? Let's see, 15 minutes? Oh, maybe do another five. I hate that. I can't tell how much time has been taken on the, in GarageBand anymore. Because all they show now is like the number of bars. I don't know how long. It's like this, this podcast is 605 bars long. How long is that? I don't know. Can I change that setting? Okay, I just tried to change the setting. I almost lost the whole podcast. I'm not touching it again. Ugh. How long is that? I'm, I'm looking at the clock here. I say that's 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. Man. Actually, Asian people get, get pretty bitchy about Asian people on television. You know, I guess it's because there's so few Asian people on, on TV. So the moment you see like an Asian guy on television, it's like, all right, that's great. There's a Chinese guy on TV. But God forbid he mentions being Chinese once. And the, you know, people get so pissed off about it. It's like, oh, here we go. Chinese guy talking about being Chinese again. Why can't we just have some Chinese guy who doesn't need to mention that he's Chinese? It's like, goddamn, damn. Didn't even mention it. <laughs> All I did was talk. Because I sound like this, it becomes, oh, uh, here we go, stereotypical Chinese guy on TV, bitching about being Chinese. Ugh, uh, you can't please everybody. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, looking forward to going to New Mexico. Next week, Breaking Bad was filmed, right? Oh, yeah, I watched the All-Star Game today. I watched the dunk contest. Uh, It was actually pretty good. I was expecting the worst. Because with dunk contests, it can get... I don't know. It can get a little contrived. Because these guys are like dunking. And if you're not dunking in-game, it sometimes can be a little anticlimactic. I don't know. Every time they dunk, all these guys jump up off the bench and look like they've never seen... Someone like jump before, All right, Holding each other back. It's, the reactions are just. Ugh. Oh, watch out! It's a, that was a crazy dog. Start holding each other back. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. I think. Uh, I think Gordon did really well. I think Gordon should have won actually, just marginally. I don't know what the logic was that Zach was Zach Levine was. Who, well, by the way, is an awesome jumper and dunker. The, was is the logic that like he was more consistent and Aaron had like spikes of really au- good awesomeness? I don't know. Watch the dunk contest. It was it was better than um, I thought it would be. I was fearing the worst. I like Bill Simmons' suggestion that they should get like. Like a seven footer to stand there to be like try to block the dunk <laughs> during the dunk contest, so you either dunk on him or you get like rejected. <laughs> I think that'll make it make it fun um like people like Westbrook and Lebron and these guys are like quote unquote in game dunkers, oh yeah, and then the three point contest I like that steph Curry. Um, took time out of his schedule to compete because he could easily just spend his time resting up. But he 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 gave the people what they wanted. How can you have a three-point contest in the NBA without Steph Curry competing? It'd be like a false crown crown. But um he competed and he lost. He lost to Clay Clay Thompson. So there you go. That's why you play the games, see who wins. Clay Thompson beat Steph Curry at his own game. Um but that happens. I remember that year Ray Allen took part in it. He's like one of the best, what top three three point shooters in the history of the league, and uh, he lost as well. Uh, we were, I mean, but it was still good to see him compete in it. But he lost. I don't know. Maybe that's something about the technique of having to pick up your own ball that throws people off. Maybe if they had it where they were like the ball was like passed to them, we'd see like higher scores, less misses. I mean, having to pick the ball off the rack, I think, messes up with people's timing or something. Because if Steph Curry isn't winning that three-point contest, then something must be off with the routine, right? Like, he's not used to picking up a ball off a rack and shooting. I don't know. You I mean, figure he'd be good enough to handle that. He's freaking shooting three-pointers from, like, half court. He can't pick a ball off a rack. He's shaking off defense, defensive players of the year like they were nothing. You can't pick a ball off the rack. The All-Star game itself was kind of disappointing because the East let the... Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil the All-Star game for you. The East let the West take too much of a lead in the third quarter, and so they couldn't catch it back up to make it a tight game. So it's just a lot of three-pointers and a lot of like open lane dunks, which I guess what you're expecting is an All-Star exhibition game. No one's going to... Hurt each other, right? But a little bit of defense would have made it more enjoyable because then you could have seen people trying to shake the D, as opposed to just going to wide open lanes or shooting threes. But um, yeah, what can you do? All star break. Uh, I love to talk more about the NBA and all the All Star break, but I actually gotta go catch this flight. I'm a little worried I'm gonna miss it, so I'm gonna end this one here. But uh, gonna pat myself on the back for doing three in a row. Thanks for listening to this one, and peace out, guys. I'll tell you about New Mexico next week.